My name's Auburn, and I fucking hate soccer. So sit around with these two insecure assholes as they talk about it for three hours. This is the DU Football Show. Like Bill O'Reilly, he'll do it live! He'll do it live. He will do it live, and he did do it live. Yeah, he did it really well the first time, (laughs) and then there's this little red button that means record that I didn't hit because I'm running the ones That's what happens when you're older and you're now colorblind. Eh, Let's start the show. (laughs) Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right, a.k.a. the fucking Gooner Graham. Smell the Lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Graham, a. Sam Graham. Fucking United! Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League. Finally, the English Premier League, as told by two common American schmucks. I'm your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, with all that hair, looking like a Jack Grealish fuckboy, my co-host, Mr. Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing, buddy? Good. Retired from that life, thank God. Uh, but, no, doing well. A little weird to be back, isn't it? Ah, once a fuckboy, always a fuckboy. <laughs> Not true. It's strange, though. Yeah. To, like, I actually had to do notes. <laughs> I know. Who's like, watch all the games. It was and weird. The, and you had to work like a motherfucker, too. I know. Which I fell asleep tougher. watching the uh, the old highlights last night for the oh. games I couldn't see. Oh, if only you had that supplier life like me and you yeah, wouldn't have to worry about that kind of shit. Here. Yeah. Hey, do me a favor. Go make that number. I got to go buy a steak dinner this weekend, okay? I, I'm not in that division. Okay. Well. I can actively sell against you. Oh, heard. Because technically, we're seven little companies within one company. We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. It is at DU Football Show on all the social medias and DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Be sure to tell me how much you hate the production because uh, on the ones and twos tonight, yours truly. <laughs> Producer Mel on assignment in New York City, uh, watching the Rockettes. They I don't know if that's on assignment. Legs. I guess kicking maybe is the tie-in. She's with Brigitte, well, the Jan part of Brigitte in New York City. So one less problem I have to worry yeah, about. Yeah, fair enough. That's true. <laughs> that works out pretty well, I would say. Yeah, and your numero uno snuggle buddy came in. <laughs> so I get a night off. No, oh, oh, with him, or our in-studio guest tonight? Yes. Oh, no, the Big B's already taken that over. <laughs> I have seen my dog for basically a total of 10 minutes today because he has spent all of it on our boy. Nice. <laughs> in bed with him, on the couch with him. He's like, oh, you're my cuddle buddy now. Who mom, where mom, don't care about mom. <laughs> yeah. I'm well, only, I'm only cuddling with Big B because uh, Jan's not here. Oh, that's true. He is He is the lone person who did cuddle with Jan at a 3rd of July party. Well, careful. <laughs> All the pheromones could turn the fucking dog gay. <laughs> <laughs> turn the fucking dog gay! Do you understand me? Dog, dog gay! I'm going to say it for you real slow. Dog gay! <laughs> Does this dog know the truth? <laughs> Better than uh, Copper ever did. We are getting all kinds of inside. Oh, uh, this is the inside jokes. 
<laughs> we're, Inside jokes. <laughs> Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry as I stump all over it. Uh, and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. But you know what? None of it matters. Because we, as the red-blooded Americans, we are having a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. And the list. All that matters. We start the fucking list tonight, Mr. Graham. Yes, we do. We start with number 20. This is the Craig Latchy 13-year-old Bass Armagnac finish. Uh, 92 proof, 46% by volume. Uh, should run you about $65 on the shelf. Uh, Sam, I think you said you got it for about $70, $75? About $70. There you go. Perfect. Um, rated a 93 uh, by the Whiskey Advocate tasting panel uh it is from Speyside, and your blurb comes from miss julia higgins who you told me uh the first time we did this recording that she was new to the tasting panel yes she is <laughs> Uh, all right, so here she goes, uh, and I quote, Master Blender Stephanie McLeod uh, is at it again with this sumptuous sipper, which is soft, sweet, and lovely. On the nose, there's apple pie, nutmeg, cinnamon stick, vanilla extract, and cookie dough wafting from the glass. There's also a trace of earthiness thanks to a clean, grassy note and the slightest bit of salinity. The palate is well-spiced, honeyed, and full of vanilla sweetness, with some espresso and black pepper. A delightfully rich finish offers up a mouthful of baked apples and lingering spice. This needed ice for me. I I liked it neat, but it has really opened up with ice, and it's gotten really lovely and sweet. Lots of honey. Lots of honey. So I just had it neat for the first time. Nose is pretty accurate. The salinity and heat stands out. Big time. Neat. Yeah. I get a lot of that salt for some reason. Still get the salt. You'll still get the salt when it's got a little water to it. It just, I mean, a little ice to it, a little chill. It just really opens up the sweetness in there. Oh, Arvin, feel free See, to the, chime in about the, the whiskey first, since you are a whiskey connoisseur like the, the rest of us. The first thing that I get off of that, though, is vanilla. Yeah. Okay. The salinity is an afterthought there. Yeah, but it's still there. It's still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the first thing I get is the big vanilla. Yeah. I gotta it's tell delicious, you, though. I like it. So there's a lot of old French oak brandy barrels are starting to get used a lot. You're seeing it with cognac barrels, and you're seeing it with Armagnac barrels. Um, my personal opinion, I'm preferring the Armagnac finishes over the cognac finishes. I prefer Armagnac over cognac in general. L likewise, and there's a few reasons behind that, right? So uh, we've talked about it before, but it bears repeating since we're talking about something that's specifically Armagnac finished. Um so imagine Bordeaux, the wine region Bordeaux, and then north of Bordeaux is where um, cognac, is. cognac is, and then south of Bordeaux is where Armagnac is. Think of this almost like the state of California. You have the body of the state of California is Bordeaux, San Francisco is Cognac, L.A. is, is Armagnac. Drastic, drastic temperature differences. So while it's the same grape, typically aged in the same wood normally armagnac gets distilled in a column still as opposed to a pot still and a pot still for uh, cognac but typically the armagnacs are really good younger like they can come off really well at one to three years aged where a cognac needs to be four to six eight to ten it needs a little bit more to it yeah and I'm finding the real up Armagnac has much more of an upfront sweetness to it than cognac does. Cognac's a little drier, but 
I'm finding that that upfront sweetness really fucking plays well with whiskey. What it I al- really plays. What well. I also love about Armagnac in general is the earthiness. It, it tastes the the best word I can use to describe it is rustic, mm-hmm. where it's more like lingering sweetness and kind of brightness from cognac. Mm-hmm. Um, Armagnac is much more. For me, you get that initial sweetness, but then it lends to kind of mushroom and grass and earthy flavors. And mm-hmm. so it just, the best, I don't know why, but the best word I can use to describe it is rustic. It tastes, yeah. it tastes like it's from the olden days rather than cognac, which is made to be a bit more in the club and fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, Ar- I you. Armagnac's yeah. your end of the pub, you know, 100-year-old pub, old right. guy sitting there. Cognac's your, you know, little John. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's one go. for the kids. What What do you think of the uh, What do you think of the whiskey, Auburn? It hits at the right price point. I mean, I'm not paying for this, so I love it. <laughs> the free price point. That is hard hitting analysis there from uh, one Mister Sprinkadink. Uh, the other fun thing that's worth mentioning is uh, Craig Lachey is one of the blends that goes into doers. So everybody always knows Aberfeldy as being the main one, but this is all part of that kind of doer's household. So um, if you taste this on its own and then you hear that it's got kind of the same blend as some of the doers, um, you get to a uh, spoiler alert. There will be a doers later on on the uh, on the list. You can kind of see the comparisons. You can see like like when you have Johnny Walker Black and you're like, oh, I can taste the Macallan in this. I can taste the Mortlock in this, which is always fun with blends. So, Mr. Graham, what else should we always do? I mean, it, this isn't as peaty as like a Lefroy or anything like that. It's got a little bit more sweetness to mm-hmm. it. Um, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, end of the day, it's a space side. So space side's always going to stay away from peat. It's always going to be more wood influenced than anything else. Yeah, wood, light floral, yeah. kind of fleeting flavor. Doesn't really last super long. This one actually has a longer finish than most space sides. Mm-hmm. I think that probably is mostly the Armagnac as well. Uh, we always remember to drink responsibly, though. Very good. Let's get into it, Mr. Graham. Let's do that. Let's try that one again. <laughs> 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 We are so fucking spastic. We are so Jesus fucking special. Christ. We are fuck me. One of us has to stop drinking. Oh, hold on. You gotta give me a nod when you want to start talking because your ass is muted because you don't like footy. One of us has to stop drinking long enough to get rid of the tremors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> There's always a few teams that come back from a long break in a fog. A couple of sides fighting for Champions League ball came out fucking swinging. Newcastle 3, Leicester 0, Brighton 3, Southampton 1. Magpies have not lost one single fucking step, Mr. Graham. No, they did not, despite the most important parts of their squad were away with their respective national teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Callum Wilson didn't even play. Big respect uh, to Eddie Howe for taking the knee before the game, though. We do want to mention that. He has before, but this time more than ever. Uh, it means more from him because of how tight his fucking pants are. Did you notice that? The <laughs> amount of tight. work that man had to get through to get down and get back up in respect and honor of Black Lives Matter is absolutely insane. It's not easy. 
So big respect for that <laughs> motherfucker right there. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> uh, Amarty had a bad tackle that probably deserved a card, um, but he didn't get one. Uh, however, the penalty was given, uh, and Chris Wood almost put a hole in the net with the power he used uh, for from that penalty after just uh, what three minutes. Oh, there's there's two ways of putting that ball in the back of the net. You either do it with finesse and you put it where the keeper can't get it, or you fucking just launch right the fuck through to make sure you keep it down that it doesn't sky. Absolutely. Wood did number two. Correct. <laughs> That's also how he explains to the manager why he's late for training. <laughs> Chris, why are you late? Wood did number two. Because <laughs> he's a big, dumb idiot. Oh, uh, fuck me. <laughs> just four minutes later, everybody's favorite Peruvian, isn't he? Uh, Miguel Amaron, is that right? Uh, Paraguayan. Paraguayan, sorry. You're absolutely right about that. Uh picked up where he left off before the break um, after a little one-two with Bruno Gimaresh, uh One of the most composed finishes you'll see the season, I think. Took that ball in stride. It was a great pass from Gimaresh, but composed himself one touch and then just slotted it to the far corner. Takes a, a, a wee jaunt over to the uh, corner flag and slides slides on both knees, arms out. <laughs> what, are you, what, what are you worried about? Perhaps a certain number 10 on a, a certain club that I support <laughs> should probably watch those videos <laughs> on how to do that properly because he fucked it off twice. A uh, <laughs> uh, hundred million pound number 10 that plays for a certain club in Sky Blue should take note of that because yeah. that idiot fucked off at least four chances today. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was terrible from Grealish. Uh, just take some, you know, Cues from your idol. So uh, <laughs> what what you needed from Newcastle is exactly what you got. You got Almiron on the score sheet. You got Wood as the backup striker on the score sheet. Joe Linton gets you a goal. It's the right people scoring goals that you need scoring goals. And and all of this without Colin Wilson, without um, Alan St. Maximon is still just a sub player right now because he's still nursing himself back to health. Like the most important player on their team last year and they're doing just fine without him. That's imagine what they will be doing with when him. him absolutely when he's good and healthy. Hundred uh, percent. But Joe Linton did, as you say, finished off Leicester. Uh, he had a free header though um, from a corner. It summed up how bad Leicester really were on the day. That's exactly what I was about to. I mean, how do you here. lose track of the biggest man on the pitch? Foxes very sloppy. It's that was exactly terrible. What I wrote absolutely terrible. Um, is this a one-off for them? Is it just the hey, we got back from the World Cup? We're we're missing our our string puller in James Madison. Maybe we're. I mean, not, that didn't help, obviously. Or, or or do or do we think that this is they've had a tough go so far this season? And yeah, they had a nice little run of games, but are we going to see them slide back into problems? I think again? they're going to see them slide back into problems, to be honest with you. <coughs> I really do. Yeah. Um, oh, the, Danny, uh, Danny the Ward, color commentator, by the way, also, was, was defending your, uh, your boy, uh, Dougie saying no. that it's not all, all on him. Well, it was Dougie's fault. <laughs> I was just about to say that I have right here. It summed up how bad Lester were on the day. Comma. was talking about the defending on Joe Litton. Uh -huh. Comma. Danny Ward could have saved that for me. Yeah. I thought he could have done much better with that yes, header. He probably could have. Uh, but the Foxes are just bad, man. The Leicester is just not a good team uh, this season. For whatever reason, they cannot put it together. Partially the defense, mostly Danny Ward. Doug. Um, Albert, we call him Doug because he's the most basic fucking white boy twat you ever want to see in your life. Yeah. And he's so. not good at anything. Doug. Yeah, so we just call him Doug, and we say Dougie's going to Doug, even though his name's Danny, because we think that little of him, we just call him Doug. Uh, 
<laughs> do we need to, do we really need to start taking Newcastle seriously? Yeah, I mean, I think 100%. before the break, we were kind of like, okay, this team could be a champ. Like, this team's a Champions League side. A question. I don't remember, and I, I yeah. want to know if you do. Was the 3 3 with City at. It was St. James. James. It, it was. was at St. James. I'd like to see what they do against us in a couple days' time. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see what they do against United. Yeah. And I'd like to see what they do against City away. Yeah. Um, and then I will be a lot firmer in my stance. But as of right now, I'm leaning towards they are actual contenders for Champions League. Yeah, because they're... I don't think they're... Uh, barring major injuries, I don't think they're going to slip away. Mm-hmm. And as long as those injuries don't happen on February 1st... Right. They will more than They'll likely... buy sh- whatever they need. Right. And, but if they, deci- if they decide to not fuck up the squad harmony... Right. Frankly, frankly, they're already pretty deep. Well, all they gotta do is play cup matches. They're fairly deep. But what I'm saying is, if the, if they if they pick up an injury the first week of January, they got three weeks to sort it. Right. Right. For whatever price anybody wants for anyone, really, because they have the entire Saudi oil fields at their beck and call. Yeah, they can basically just look at a team and go, "How many zeros?" Exactly. But the my point is, is they can only do that if the transfer window's open. Right. So if if they think, hey, we're good, we'll wait till the summer and strengthen, you know, with identifiable targets and, you know, this, that, and the other, we have time to research and do this, you know, whatever. They get to, you know, February, you know, first or second week of February, and then Joe Willett goes down, Gimoresh goes down, you know, whatever. Colin yeah. Wilson's ruled out for the rest of the season, which is never off the cards, really. Right. All that, then they can't replace those people. That could sputter their title hopes. Well, but, especially because the other the other striker is still currently out. The one that they got in the transfer window, uh, the real tall, uh, uh, slank, lanky guy. Um, God, I can't, he already scored a few goals for him. He came from uh, from the Spanish league. I'm for, uh, Isaac. Oh, Isaac. Yeah, Isaac, the, the yeah. Uh, uh, um, Swedish guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Isaac. Yeah, you're right. I forgot. I, honestly, I forgot about him. So that'll be like you, a new signing when I he gets mean, healthy. Yeah, again. yeah, if you lose, if you lose Colin Wilson and he's healthy, okay. Oh, no, you're fine. Like, yeah, yeah. Again, they, Saint Maximon gets healthy. Okay, you got him again. Right. You know, but th- that's what I'm saying. So it, it all depend on on what the physios do down in their room. But if they, you know, can can have a sustained run with no real injuries, you know, through till March, I think they might. I think the entire top four is going to be pulling away from. Kind of Chelsea, Tottenham, you know, that kind of situation because they're so inconsistent. I mean, yeah, we'll come on to it, obviously, but Chelsea's win was their first in four games. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is going to be a a very difficult hole to get themselves dug out of. I think one, two, and three are kind of decided and safe. Mm Mm-hmm. I really do. I mean, unless something really tragic happens. I'm leaning towards that with Newcastle. Like I said, I want to see if we get to the end of February and they still have their squad intact. If they do, good to go. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. Uh, Moving on, uh, Brighton dominate, but the Saints certainly assisted themselves in their own demise. That's for damn sure. Uh, You know what? (laughs) Let me just briefly find it. Okay. It will take me two seconds. Because Please do. His name uh, is easy. Here it goes. Uh, I got a few text messages. Okay. Uh, here was the from from Ken from Kenny in Narnia making fun of Mark. Yes. Right. Which was the last time we checked in with Ken. Right. Right. Tuesday, December twentieth. He sent me this. Uh, if you could sum up Southampton Football Club in one singular video, this would be it. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so that was last week. And then Monday at 1040. This is bleak. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. Not wrong. Uh, then he sent me the melty face emoji. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just said, LOL. Different manager, same shit. No quality. I said, they got to spend some money. He responded, I don't think they have enough. We got to sell Ward Prowse. And now we won't get nearly as much as we could have. I said, yeah, it's definitely fundraiser time. The ownership won't do it, though. And he goes, championship corner. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why? Because what happened to him? Oh, damn. I don't have it up. See, I suck. Hold on. Let me try this again. Me sucking at production. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. Downtown, walking fast. I'm a seagull. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> there we go. I remembered to turn it up. I'm gonna leave in all the fuck ups. I am literally. I am normalizing this and I'm compressing it. And I'm putting it out there. So if you fuck up or you say too many umahs or so's or you as you like to do say the same thing five times in a row, fucking go for it. It's not getting edited out tonight. He sent me a screenshot of the stat sheet from the Premier League app, which I have. <laughs> Possession, Brighton, 70.7%. I was going to say, I see a big fucking green arrow on it that he probably put in. This is without Alexis McAllister, right? This is at halftime, mind you, right? Right. And without arguably their best player of the season. 70.7% possession, 293 if you do math at home. Shots on target were equal, though. Southampton <laughs> actually had more shots overall than Brighton did. 5-3. to three. But even shots on target, two to two. Touches, Southampton, 194 to Brighton's 376. <laughs> and passes. Brighton only managed 120 passes in the first half of a football match. Brighton or Southampton? I'm sorry, Southampton. <laughs> only managed 120 passes. Kevin De Bruyne had that today against Leeds, who are much more energetic. I mean, you get 50 between your two center backs in like 10 minutes. They just sit there and pass it back and forth between each other. That is abysmal. Keeper should have absolutely had that first one. Oh, my God. Oh, was... yeah. So let's get to the actual yeah. football. You're absolutely right. Uh, one of the two decent Southampton players that exist, Bazunu, the other obviously being James Ward-Prowse, should have done better with the first shot he faced, uh, for real, which was on 14 minutes. But he just simply didn't. Um, and then uh, Perron, I how soft can you be? <laughs> now, Bazunu may have gotten a touch to it, I'd still be disappointed in myself if I gave that goal up. Yeah. That own goal. Yeah. That is pitiful. Yeah. You've got to be able to sort your feet out, man. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be able to get the ball away. And I'm some schmuck from Baltimore. Right. You're a professional footballer. Use your body and your chest and turn and knock it away. Use your head, use anything, get it away. He just hacked at it and put it into his own net. Yeah. It was, it was terrible. terrible. I don't know what you're doing. Um Sully March had a screamer. That's exactly what I was about to get to here. Sully March becoming the player we've all been kind of waiting for him to become. He is really looking good this season, and that goal, oh, my God. But that was the only goal Brent deserved. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right? Uh, I mean, the other two were literally Southampton fuck-ups. And then then we have uh, our boy uh, Ward Prowse assisting himself on a set-piece play. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Missing Missed the penalty. penalty. <laughs> it bounces back to him and he heads, heads it, it in. in. Had it saved, yeah. yeah it's, well, we'll call it a set piece. We'll, I mean, that's what he does. He's a set piece specialist. But even even when he misses, he knows how to score off a set piece. But Brighton should have been 4-0 up. 
on the oh, hour. There was a couple. Because there was a couple. Of, well, Matomo headed wide. It was a free header. Oh, yeah. Wide open header. And he fucked up. Yeah. So, really, it should have been worse than it already was. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, just, I, I don't really see a situation now where Southampton don't go down. That's I was about to ask, what do we make of Southampton? And I'm starting to think they go down now. But here's the other thing, too. We'll get on to other teams later. This is a team that I think it won't kill them if they go down. No, it never they, does. They got a ton of young players. Those young players will get better. But they have better nothing the, coming through their academy at the moment, right? Well, and which is a down, problem. You get down to the championship and you start fucking betting. Some well, guys hopefully, through, yeah, you know. yeah. But the the other thing too, real quick, is uh, Sanchez for Brighton, the mm-hmm. goalkeeper. Uh, why is he wasting his time with that pathetic ass scuffle he had? It just why? Yeah, what a terrible little shove. It was a 50-50 ball. Jay Adams had every right to be there as much as you did, and you fucking collided. Okay, but get over me, it. Also, let me tell you something. If you're going to come like that to a Scottish international, <laughs> it's like bringing a knife to a gunfight. Yeah, come on. This, is, this isn't hard. Let's get you into this You better be fucking strong. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's... Um, yeah, fortunately, I look at Southampton and I go, well, at least there's one team worse than my team. Let's check in at the top of the table as Arsenal continued their reign and both uh, teams one and two finish with the same score. Arsenal three, West Ham one, Manchester City three, Leeds one. Uh, Certainly wasn't a storybook start there for Arsenal now, was it, Sammy? No, that was rough. Well, it was until the referees got involved. Because Bakuya Saka did score uh, within the first five minutes of the game, but was adjudged to be offside. I think Arsenal let them... Uh, let that particular decision weigh them down a bit. West Ham grew into the game. Yada, yada, yada. We give up a penalty. <laughs> it's an age-old story that anybody that has casually glanced at Arsenal over the last 10 years has been able to see front and center. Uh, the difference is, is after halftime, Arsenal come out and are phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Whatever halftime you talk uh, Arteta had, they looked fantastic. West Ham were chasing shadows. Uh, you had Odegaard fucking up a shot that fell to Saka. Um, he ended up putting it away again. Uh, then you had... Um, sorry, I lost my place on my notes there. Martinelli. Uh, the Martinelli second. had the second goal. Yeah, exactly. And then Eddie. What a fucking turn that was. Ball mm-hmm. from Odegaard again, I believe. Might have been Jaka. One of the two. No, Jaka assisted Martinelli's. Right. It was another ball from Odegaard, which was an intentional pass this time. Excellent, excellent turn by Eddie. Just rolled Robin Cock. And, uh, and again, great composure. Found the far stick. Just slotted it home, no problem. What you uh, worried about? Keller, not Cock. The Cock is oh, at Leeds. Oh, it's Keller. You're right. The Cock is at Leeds. The Cock is at Leeds. And the Wang is at Wolves. Correct. That's, right. that's important to remember. The flaccid defending had me confused. <laughs> <laughs> it was Keller. You're right. You know, it's got to be exactly what you're looking for with um, with Arsenal. Your top three guys on the front line, including the one that's replacing your injured uh, f- uh, point man, all three score. It's, well, I mean, that's what you asked for. That was the big thing. And Eddie did have a couple more opportunities. He did link up some play pretty well. But that was the big thing is, can he do it? And then he did it. So if you take all competitions, his last 11 starts, Eddie scored 11 goals. 
there was one hat trick in there. So he scored 11 goals in, in a total of, what's that, nine games then? Yep. Yeah. In his last 11 starts. Yeah. Which is dope. I mean, you can't, that, what a better backup can you ask for, to yeah. be honest. And you gave him the contract and he's doing his job. Yep. That's, that's what's that's important there. That's the big there. thing. So, um, Iron, I'm still in. Yeah. I, you know what? You did. That was exactly the kind of game you would normally fuck off if we're looking at past Especially Arsenal. Especially going behind with 40 minutes on the clock. Like, that's, yeah. Figure out a way to fuck it off, and you didn't, and you're still top of that the table. Penalty, that penalty came just before halftime, yeah, don't forget. Which I is mean, enough was, to yeah, five, really six minutes. sting yeah. you. That's uh-huh. enough to really sting you. Yep. Um, and uh, the irons are currently really thin. Are we starting to think Moise is on thin ice as well? I don't think so, because there's still, you know, with the Europa League stuff that he was doing uh, last season, with what they've got going on now this season... Um, in some of the cup competitions, I don't. I still can't believe that he's on thin ice because you have. We have a responsibility mm-hmm. since we're, oh, we don't really have a responsibility, but we should have a responsibility. If we we did it before the World Cup, uh, talking about who we you know England should have taken or mm-hmm. what have you. Okay, we'll finish the conversation then. It's anybody can say, oh yeah, they should sack David Moyes. Well, who are you going to replace him with? Right, precisely. So you know all the asshole you know people on Talk Sport, on on uh, on BT Sport, on ITV, on the BBC, and Match of the Day, and all that stuff in England that that want you know manager sacked or this guy's lost a dressing room or this. Okay, so replace him then. Finish the conversation because anybody can go. Yeah, fuck that guy. Anybody can say that. That's easy. Yeah, that shows no work. Who are you going to hire? Finish that conversation out. Okay, great. You don't want Declan Rice? Or, uh, that was a bad example. You don't want Calvin Phillips in the England team? Who are you going to replace him with? Yeah. Who's, who's it going to be? Well, who's then, the guy? Because if he doesn't go, we're not just going to forget the spot. Mm-hmm. You have to put somebody there. So who's it going to be? Well, let's look at four of the managerial positions, the four that had to get replaced already this season, okay? Wolves have a ton of money. Villa had money, so they could go out and get... Lopetecki and um, and Emery, uh, respectively. Southampton and Bournemouth didn't, and they're just kind of, you know, they, they had to hire from within, and and it didn't. It's not not working, working not nope. working at all. Well, it so. did for Bournemouth for a little bit, but now it's not because again, if you give somebody the job that wants it, they fuck it off. Well, and it also, the Bournemouth manager should be an interim role all the time, and it should be a hostage situation. <laughs> They'll fucking win the league. <laughs> Well, I mean, as long as they get to play Everton every week, they'd be okay. But unfortunately, they have to play all the other teams in the league. And as yeah. we saw, they're not doing very well against the rest Anyone of them, else? are they? Yeah. Um, That's fair. City, same story. Come out completely dominating possession, completely owning the game, but they can't get in the back of the net. And Leeds just made it tough for them at, at the start. They did. Uh, Leeds... We're a bit more organized than we saw them prior to the World Cup, but again, they kind of resorted to their helter skelterness and left gaps and left space. And you know, what the game needed was a goal to open it up a bit, and so we could actually see some less than turgid football. And Rodri uh, gets it. Rodri got exactly just which, before halftime in, in injury time of 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 the first half, which is a fucking dagger when that of happens. Of course. Uh, Leeds again, also very young. They come out after halftime, and City just re- they revert back to type. I mean, if you want to look at something insane, you'd have to 
you don't have to go very far, really, because the the stats, I mean, speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. It's it's staggering the amount of possession City had. You're looking 69% to 31, nine shots on target to one, 26 shots overall to nine. 859 touches to 482, 690 passes to 303. I mean, just completely dominate every category. Five corners to four. Sorry, five corners to three. (laughs) We'll come on to that later. (laughs) Somebody's better. A little bit. Tackles were about even. Rodri probably should have been shown a card at some point. Oh, he was in the 81st minute. Deserved it a lot earlier than that. Uh, but you also had 19 clearances for Leeds versus only nine for City. Yeah. I mean, they were just all over him all the time. The 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 How one-sided the, the, the offensive statistics are staggering. Yeah. And it, it just honestly, what it seemed like it took was a, it was they needed to get the goal. Now that, um, if you're going to look at a potential problem for City is that a lot of teams do this, and some of them occasionally it works, and City doesn't have an answer to it. If they're not able to break, like they just, if they're not able to break somebody down, we've seen them play games where they just sit there and pass it around the outside and just not ever go for it because they just kind of expect the defense to hey, open up at o- some point. roll over for us. Right, yeah. right. So that's that's the one major problem that I see for, for City. And when I look at matches, I kind of feel like, okay, I don't feel like Arsenal has that gaff in them. It seems like the manager has them honed in. And while you could very well play exceptionally well against City and lose twice, I still see City losing to somebody stupid. Yeah. You know, where I, I don't that. see you losing to somebody stupid. Now, this next this next match for you is a tough one. Going to Brighton, you like to fuck it off in Brighton. Hoping Alexis Bacallister's <laughs> not back. Yeah, so that's what you got to sit That'd there and nice. wait for. Uh, now, the other thing we have to mention, Erlen Holland with two goals. In 14, 16, they've played 15 matches. So in 15 matches, he has 20 fucking goals already. It's not even the halfway point. He has 20. We have had the league leader in the Premier League score as little as 24 goals in a fucking season. Yep. 20. Already with no signs of slowing down. He ain't going to catch Dixie Dean, but the fucker's going to score like 38, 39 goals this well, season. if I could put on my Roy... Roy uh a uh, keen hat for a second. Mm-hmm. Can we really trust these stats? Because Stoke aren't in the Premier League. Can he do it on a cold, rainy night in Stoke? <laughs> we won't be able to tell because they have all. Basically, he's playing in the tropics. <laughs> well, you know, you do have to wonder that question about, uh, you know, <laughs> Messi finally winning a World Cup, but could Messi do it in a cold, rainy night in Stoke? Could but Messi do it without the promise of a black robe oh, at the end? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Not just a cold, rainy night in Stoke. A cold, rainy Wednesday night in Stoke. Because it's got to be the middle of oh, the it week. It always has to be a Tuesday or a Wednesday. <laughs> it's about gotta that. It's got to be the middle of the week. The rain feels good on a Saturday. <laughs> it has to be a Tuesday night even, or even a Wednesday. Even in cold-ass Stoke, it feels good on Saturday, huh? <laughs> um, how many goals do you think he really ends up with, man? Uh, 35, 40 seems yeah. the, the number. He'll go through a streak, I think. Um, I am still waiting for what I was what I was waiting for. I, I obviously didn't expect anyone, no one on this planet, to fit into the Premier League so easily. Yeah, 
I guess if you're going to, the City team is probably the team that would be able to do it, especially when you're that type of forward. Right. Uh, receiving well, he, that, he just needs to go do his job. Receiving that service. He doesn't have to. It's not like, say, like, Rom, when he was with Everton, had to carry the team. Like, Holland just got to go get himself open for fucking De Bruyne. Yeah. That ain't hard to do. What I am going <laughs> to worry about for, for him, though, is is he does, again, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, he does have a history of muscular injuries. Mm-hmm. And now that we've been through just about half the schedule, which center back decides to be the one <laughs> that goes, you're not doing this to me again, and two foots him in the middle of his thigh, and we don't see him for two months? Because uh, that could be that could be the difference. City does play Everton next, and Tarkovsky <laughs> is exactly the fucker to do it to him. Just, that that does that is, that's got Tark written all yeah. over it. But that 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 would be the only thing that makes me worried about him not achieving a forty goal season. Honestly, because um, we're not even at nineteen games yet. We're not halfway through. I, I see him bagging at least two more hat tricks this season. The only other thing that I think can hold that off also would be uh, the the Champions League. That, yeah, that at some if point they're, they're going really deep, yeah. going deep. That and Pep realizes um, six points out on Arsenal. Fuck it, I don't care anymore. As long as we're still in the Champions League, I want to win the fucking Champions League. You know, right? That's that's always the big overhanging shadow for city for city yeah of course definitely that but it's also more opportunity again for him to pick up injuries yeah right and and we haven't seen it yet so far now he got a wee bit sick and he had to come off in the 35th minute or whatever it was in the champions league game Mm -hmm. and then didn't feature at the weekend we've seen that already once this season so i i hope he doesn't get hurt i never want to see anybody get hurt i always say that I never want to see anybody get hurt. But in terms of putting out a prediction for a goal total, I still am concerned about that happening. Eh, just put the big lad in. Problem is, he is the big lad. <laughs> the big lad's already there. That is the big lad. And now we don't have the wee lad anymore. We sold him to Chelsea. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, they got, they got the... Um, they got, uh, um, Alvarez, who did really oh, well yeah, in the yeah, World yeah. Cup, so maybe maybe they'll start it. Watch them suddenly start playing him, and he's then by the end of the season has fifteen goals. You're like, right. how? How? <laughs> Fuck! How do they keep getting better and better and better? Exactly. You just gave me an idea to sell Jesus in my other fantasy league. Okay, Julian Alvarez. Yeah, he's going to see some time now when he gets back. I you think. probably will. I like you that. Probably will. Sneaky, sneaky, sir. Running out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Brentford 2, Tottenham 2, Fulham 3, Palace (laughs) 0, Wolverhampton 2, Everton (laughs) 1, Liverpool 3, Villa 1, Chelsea 2, Bournemouth 0, Man U 3, Nottingham Forest 0. If you told the Bees they'd only get a point at home to Spurs before the game started, they'd be very happy. I guarantee you they were not happy that they only got a point to Spurs at home, especially when they were up 2-0 and could have, should have been up 3-0. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also in my fantasy team, real quick, just as a quick update, I started Yanelt. <laughs> <laughs> and he drew first blood with a surging run forward from midfield to finish off of his thigh <laughs> slash knee kind of region yeah how many of those have you scored in your life at least two yeah (laughs) genius manager here is what i'm saying that's all i'm saying uh spurs were boring and predictable in the first half um but more conte threats i mean team talk 
so, uh, so then I played, will kill you. <laughs> so a bit better of a performance out of Spurs in the second half, which has kind of been the atypical situation for them all season. Um, an instinctive finish, so the bees go up two 0 though on fifty three minutes. Uh, but the next twenty minutes proved to be too much uh, for Brentford. Little luck on Hoiberg's goal, I think. Uh, but Kane had an excellent header. But a deflection took the ball to uh, uh, Pierre Emil Hoiberg, which he wasn't actually the intended recipient of that pass. Right now, what he did once he got it was quite composed and excellent. Mm-hmm. But the fortune comes in is. He shouldn't have gotten the ball in the first place because I can't remember who it was going down the right. Wasn't passing him the ball. They were trying to get it to Kane, and the defender deflected it kind of with his trail leg, and it fell to Hoiberg. Uh, So that's unfortunate. Now, what I really want to talk about is Embuemo's worst dive of the season uh, season contender. Uh, Yeah, I'd agree. That wasn't even fucking close, that. He... Surges into the into the box, plays a one-two, right? So he passes the ball, runs to the, into the box, gets the pass back. Touch was a little heavy. I think he still could have got there, but he didn't even attempt to. He was about three feet to the left of Hugo Lloris, uh, not Hugo Lloris, Fraser Forrester, and decided to just throw himself <clears throat> to the ground while spreading his legs and trying to hit Forrester while he was already oh, was in the air. It was terrible. It is a little wry smile as he got up. <laughs> One of the funniest, stupid things I've ever seen in my life. Got, the, got that yellow card and went, yeah, yeah, I probably deserved that one. Worst dive of the season. It was really fucking Contender. bad. Contender. I'm sure they'll be Really more. bad. Um, Salah's got one in him. I'll tell you what, this, they can't. Yeah, but Salah won't get a yellow card for it. He'll get a penalty. That's how it normally works out for the uh, Reds, typically. Okay. <laughs> um, if you say so. Spurs can't keep doing this, man. I think they Conte's can't. on thin ice more so than uh, Moyes. I think... For two Spurs- reasons. I think Spurs are a more attractive destination for someone. So they could pry somebody away from the club they're at. Yeah. I don't think West Ham could. No. They're going to have to have somebody that's already available. Um, the players are better at Spurs. So it's going to be just a more attractive job as a whole. It's a bigger club at this stage in their history, even though West Ham traditionally are a bigger club. That's the thing that's really kind of rubbing me wrong with with, um, Spurs. Their last three hires with Mourinho, with uh, Nuno, and then now with Conte, is they keep hiring these like overly defensive-minded guys while they have an attacking force that's fucking one of the best in the Prem, arguably one of the best in Europe. Yep. And they just seem to they keep hiring a manager that doesn't use it they, at all. It almost seems like the first half is for Conte. The second half, Kane gets out on the field. They do it for five minutes, and then he goes, full odds, let's <laughs> do something else. <laughs> Since well, he can't breathe out of his n- nose. Nice nice mouth breather there. Well done. <laughs> well done. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's what I see. I mean, it, it's almost like, all right, we'll do what the manager wants for a half, and then we'll go out and do what the fuck we want. Mm-hmm. And what they want is what's keeping them in games. And that's playing some free-flowing football. What an absolute clusterfuck of a nightmare for fucking Palace. That was brilliant. As one of my arch nemeses supports this club, mm-hmm. I couldn't <laughs> do anything but cry laughing. Just at their fortunes. 
Was it Tompkins that got the stupid yellow in the first half and then got the second yellow, which ended up being the second send-off to... You don't normally see this. Normally, you look at the screen and there's a little score caption of the... the and there's a little red line that ha- means there's someone got a red card. There's two red cards just sticking out of the top by where it says cry. Because oh, yeah. that's exactly what their fucking supporters did was fucking cry. Because <laughs> that was comically bad so with the full complement of 11 players palace weren't even that good anyway they had yeah. really that one chance where iu hit the bar at the beginning other than that it was a bad day at the office and they're in their office i know they were at selhurst park i mean this is this is one of those um i hate to see what the training ground was like uh today oh yeah and tomorrow oh yeah Vieira ran them hard. Oh, yeah, he did. Vieira is like that old Russell Peters bit Mm -hmm. when he was talking about his parents and his white friend that would talk to his mom Mm -hmm. any old type of way, and then he tried it when he went home to his Indian parents. Mm -hmm. Oh, somebody going to get a hurt real Real bad. bad. (laughs) 100%. Absolutely. Uh, Tyreek Mitchell made the first rash challenge, obviously. Over the ball, stud showing, uh, straight red. Mm -hmm. It was, was not a good tackle. Actually, well done to the referee for seeing it in real time and getting the decision right, in my opinion. Uh, Vieira is going to line up his entire squad today and just start at one end and skull fuck the entire way down. Oh, yeah. He just, in the eyes, not in the <laughs> mouth, in the eyes. He's going to poke them in both the eyes with his fucking rod. He's going to Castle Grayskull <laughs> all of those. <laughs> if you're not sure what a Castle Grayskull is, Google it. <laughs> They had to do that one night during poker. It was funny. Uh, (laughs) uh, Anyway, now it should be said, I do want to just, you know, give Fulham a little credit. Uh, Bobby Dickard over Reed did score before any of the sending offs happened. And that was Fulham were up 1 0. Great pass from Mitro, too. Phenomenal. That's normally the ball he's getting served. That. That man has not slowed down since uh, his year in the championship the year prior and what he's been doing in the Prem. He's. He's put the ego aside, and he is playing great fucking ball. Is it the ego? I mean, he is Serbian. Yeah. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> all Somebody drug test that man. That's all I'm saying. Allegedly. Allegedly. Fucking brilliant. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> Turning the freaking frogs, gay. <laughs> Let me say it slow. Frogs. Let me say it slow. Serbia. <laughs> Cocaine. <laughs> I mean, they do call it the Mexico of Europe. Uh, sorry, the Colombia of Europe. <laughs> they don't. Uh, but yeah, no, correct decision um, on, on uh, Tyreek Mitchell. Uh, should Definitely should have been sent off. Um, James Tompkins, though, also should be noted. First start for a year. So obviously you want to make sure your name is kept long in the manager's mind. <laughs> he showed up. I stopped playing. Now he's playing me out of necessity. Got to remind him I'm still here and can do it. Yeah. Uh, nah, no, no, you can't. You nah. can't. You just booked your uh, first train out of there to a physical at a different club. In two, Probably in League One. In two dumb red yellows. The first one, like, early on, just a dumb yellow. And then the second one, it's like... You grab hold of him, you throw your arms around him, you grab a fistful of jersey right in front of the ref. We say we say this time and time again. Don't give the ref a decision to make. 
don't give him a fucking decision to make. You make him make that decision. And you are, frankly, a guy who hasn't played in a fucking year. Yep. Eh. You know? Now, the second you know, yellow- you know who it is? You know who it was? If, if, that's, if that's a... And I hate to go back to a red, but, I mean, it's a perfect example. That's a Virgil van Dyke. Probably not a second yellow. Probably not. Right? That's, you know... It's a Laporte. It's a Cancelo. Probably not. Probably not. I, it was but, soft at best. But, but there was no actual situation that he was involved in that I saw for him to stick his arms up like that. He didn't need to. That's what I'm saying. I think It wasn't it, like it changed play at all. He just did it to be a dick. And I it's think like, okay, it, well. Exactly that. I think it was on purpose. Dicks get special prizes. Red card. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> like, 100%. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Precisely. And, uh, I mean, like I said, you, like we said, give it up to Fulham. Fulham did exactly what they needed to do, which was just get it done. And That's they right. did well, that. They took full advantage of being two, two men up. Tim Ream started him on my fantasy team. Jesus. The old you, volley. Oh, we're going to, when we get into uh, injury time, you're, you're going to have a whole lot to say about your fantasy team, aren't you? Yeah. Should one want to find fantasy, uh, injury time? How do they go about doing that? Oh, very sure? easy. It's www.patreon.com backslash do football show. Just sign up to our one sweet $5 tier. If you'd like to join the bidding war, go for it. If you don't, that's cool too. Hey, Auburn, that's what we call being a whore right there. What just, Mr. Graham just did. That was a perfect plug. Just showed my legs. He just got down on his knees. Trying and to get a taxi. Made a, made a face like a donut is what he did. <laughs> you think I haven't seen that face before? <laughs> oh, Sam, he's back here on the East Coast. I thought his cheeks looked a little rosy. <laughs> Has he been down by the docks? Oh, probably. <laughs> probably. The sailors like that, don't they? Okay. Well, speaking of what the sailors like and people getting their face fucked, let's move on to my team, Everton Football Club. <laughs> oh, another team by the docks. Oh. Their new stadium is actually going to be right on the docks, so you can get face fucked all the time. It's going to be a beautiful championship I, stadium, I'll I tell you. I want to know okay. is will you guys... Switch your strip from all blue. Mm-hmm. Well, blue, white, blue. Are you going to switch that strip to pink polka dots? Because <laughs> the boys like that. You know, it's not out of the realm of possibility, my friend. It is not out of the realm of possibility. Oliver, you remember, uh, you remember Lewis Black, the comedian? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wear a pink polka dot dress, rouge on the cheeks, because the boys like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be. Loves to say, fuck! <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, the guy. Yeah, exactly that It's going to be Sam's team next season. Yeah, it's going to be my <laughs> team next season. Um, so I, I'm going to stay away from all the X's and O's. I'm going to kind of paraphrase. Uh, honestly, uh, plug the uh, American Toffee podcast because our boy Ryan, who uh, likes to wax poetically, waxed poetically perfectly about this match. Talking about very distinct missed opportunities by, by Everton. Yep. Um playing people in their wrong position a la um, Dwight McNeil, who is all left foot, no right foot. Why do you want to put him on the left-hand side of the field where all he can do then is dribble to the corner? Why don't you and put cross, him yeah. on like the Like Arsenal r- do with Saka. Why don't you put him on the right side exactly. and let him go to goal? Um, the mistakes that were made by Anthony Gordon – uh, what are the options off of the bench? And then more importantly, the very final bit of the game, 
Everton, let's face it, they dominated all the stats. They were far and away the better side. Now they didn't deserve to win because they didn't put away chances and they had at least three clear cut. Oh, yeah, easy. Jesus, it's got to go in the back of the fucking net and it didn't kind of situations. Um, but the point that they brought up that was the best point that I heard was is there they are in extra time and they're passing the ball around in the back because Wolves have decided to reserve themselves all the way to the back end of the field and they're just going to sit there and see it out. The Everton fans start booing because they want the ball hoisted upfield. Someone hoists the ball upfield. They're caught out of position. Counterattack goal with 30 fucking seconds left. That is a direct effect of the fan base. As great as they were to help hoist them to the victory uh, to, to staying up last season that is a direct result of hoisting them right into defeat and allowing somebody to get a snatch and grab I mean it was it's fucking it, like there was no reason to hoist the ball off the pitch you like keep passing it around get it out to somebody wide let them try to cut in like but if they're packing all 11 within 20 yards of the fuck yeah. wh- wh- why why why? Oh, and then shocker, our guys are caught up pitch, and then the fast guy is who they kick it to. Oh my God, let's be surprised by that. Tactical genius. <laughs> yeah. and, I mean, it was, they were playing an absolutely god awful Wolverhampton team. That was not a good end. While Everton looked improved, they looked improved. They looked like they did some work over the six weeks. Don't score fucking goals. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, keeping you awake over there, stud. Uh, yeah, I stayed up till three in the morning, <laughs> which is exactly when I fell asleep watching the highlight. <laughs> I heard. Um, Everton had a ton of chances to take the lead, uh, which they did, and then they and then add to it, which right. they didn't do. Right. They had a ton of chances to take the lead again, and didn't. Yeah. Um, and then add to that, and didn't. Hmm. They, I, I don't know if it was lack of quality or if Jose Saw was just that good because he did have a fair few saves. I the, venture to think it's a mix of both because he, Anthony Gordon in particular had what three chances he put wide. Well, he only the, forced him, only forced Saw to one save. He had the one where Saw made the save back across his body, where if even though it was on to his weaker foot, he's put it away with his left foot before. Why not? Just run onto it and literally just lift it right in your body's running in that direction. Anyway, and yeah. he decided to try to cut it back, which was exactly where Saw was. Right, and I mean it was it was a good save by Saw, and I'm not taking anything away from that, but a smarter person puts that away e- easily. Oh yeah, because Saw's in no man's land. You just put it to where he could get to it. Correct. That was it. 100%. Uh, for the winner, though, from Wolves, I do feel like a keeper with a normal limb aptitude would be would have been able to save that. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I hear you, T-Rex arms. Normal limb aptitude. <laughs> I'm not making that the title, despite the fact that it's a pretty good title. <laughs> I'm trying to find new ways of saying the same jokes. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's, that, that's fair enough. Um, so... Tired of going <laughs> short arms, <laughs> <laughs> eh, but but that does play. Hell, I even go haha short arms. <laughs> we Mel Mel, um, you know, the loveliness that my wife is, the uh, niece and nephew are very into dinosaurs, 
And she got her hands on a T-Rex and she told Abby the T-Rex's name was Jordan Pickford. Nice. And I finally said, "You." T-, she goes, where's Jordan Pickford? I don't know. I was like, tell her to stop calling it Jordan Pickford. Tell her to stop making fun of our goalie. Right. And she goes, stop making fun of our goalie. I'm like, yeah, that's it, Abby. Well done. <laughs> um, uh, about eight weeks ago, I said there were five teams worse than us. And then we lost to Leicester. So then there was four teams worse than us. And then we lost to Bournemouth twice. And now I say there's three teams less worse than us. Well, then we just lost to Wolves. Um, it is paramount to Everton. They have to, have to make some moves in the January transfer window. They need another striker. They need, because who knows with Calvert-Lewin. They need a striker, because Calvert-Lewin is like Callum well, Wilson. Well, and I, and I also, I don't blame Mope. He, there's no one getting him the ball. What is he supposed to fucking do? Like, it's a striker's job is to get open. He's trying to get open. Nobody's fucking getting him the ball. Yeah. Like, like yeah, he could have done better with that ball that he that he got on the fast break at, at, the, at the midfield line, but... Still, like, no one's getting him the fucking ball. Oh, and let's take the guy with the left foot and make him dribble into the corner and not get off a cross. You know, like, let's have our other two wingers and Gray and 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 um and Gordon play with the ball too much. They dribble too much. They don't do the job they need to do, which is get the ball to the fucking striker. Like, we need major, oh, yeah. major fixes. And if we don't get them... I'm starting to, as I take my shot on the Lord, I am starting to fear there aren't three teams worse than us. I'm getting very nervous about that. I, I for Last year, I was bullish and I was perfectly fine. I thought we were going to be okay. I, Worried this year. Huh? Talk to me. Talk to me at the end of January. But as of right now, genuinely nervous. And like you said, what? Am, okay, fire Frank. Well, what the fuck's that going to do? If we were going to fire Frank, we should have fired Frank back in fucking uh, in uh, right before the World Cup. Like it's not doing us any good at all. So, up the fucking toffees, I guess. <sighs> God, I hate that shit. Yeah, uh, you've gotten used to it this season. <laughs> no, I poured myself a slightly larger shot because I've gotten used to it. Nice. Ah. <sighs> The pains I do for this uh, for this craft for this job, right? So the scoreline covers up a lot of things for Liverpool. Liverpool won, and they won three to one, which you normally say is convincing. That was not a convincing win, not at all. I didn't think. I thought I thought Villa played them pretty tough, and I also and then you're looking at me with a little bit of disagreement. I think their midfield looks haggard right now. It's not disagreement mm-hmm. because I don't disagree with you. Mm-hmm. But everything you said right then, each sentence that you said could be used to describe the collision between Tyrone Mings and Robin Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. Well done. <laughs> well done. Which is, I, for me, how the game started. It, yeah. Nothing happened until that happened. Yeah, and you're <laughs> and like, then, whoa! <laughs> holy shit! And then after that, Everything you said is also true about the game. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, <laughs> it, 
Villa threw punches. They they went at him, and that was surprising because I figured with an Unai Emery side, you, you'd lock it down and just try to keep him out. But they... Oh, yeah, and they had chances. Yeah. But it, it's the moments of magic, right? It's the outside of the boot from Alexander-Arnold to mm-hmm. Robertson, who one touch outside of the boot across to Mo Salah. Uh, Darwin Nunez missed nine chances, probably, yeah. oh, God, or so. Yeah. Um, I was about to mention him, but also uh, real quick, allow me to say this, Mr. Graham, and I'm going to I'm going to be the one to say this. Andy Robertson is now the all time assist leader <laughs> in the Premier League history. Yeah. So now and he's only 26. So now when Liverpool fans start going off about about him being the best left back. Arsenal, stop yelling at me. <laughs> Yell at them. <laughs> yeah, right. No shit. Uh, I mean, what a good goal it was, though. Um, everyone was pretty much stunned. I mean, it was a mediocre clearance, but it was a nothing position. Mm-hmm. And Alexander-Arnold plays the pass that no one can see. Yep. You know? Uh, and it, it turned into fruition. Um, but Villa had a fair few chances to, uh, despite that quality finish. Couldn't capitalize. Van Dyke scored, which was a, a deflected strike, but it was a decent strike. I mean, yeah. he, he caught a hold of it. Right. Um, the funny bit of that, though, was the entire time in the buildup from that corner, Buendia, the smallest man on the pitch, mm-hmm. who comes up to Virgil Van Dyke's nipples, was marking him and asking, why the fuck am I marking him? <laughs> right. Someone help me. <laughs> right. Like, why am I covering his guy? A big surprise. Van Dyke lost him, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, we arm or a little push or I, what I'd like, have you. I like to think it's the old uh, holding the hand, forehead <laughs> yeah. as he swings the arms and can't reach him kind of situation. And as soon as Salah lays that ball off and Van Dyke strikes it, mm-hmm. uh, dare I say, Tim Remesque. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> probably learned it from him at the World Cup, to be honest. Um, Buendia just throws his arms up and goes, what? Not my fault. Yep, fuckers. <laughs> uh, which was which was absolutely brilliant. Um, he was scre- he really was. He was screaming for help the entire time, which just makes it super funny. Uh, and then Douglas Louise put a ball like Mitro's ball, but better than Mitro's ball on the head of Ollie Watkins, and Ollie Watkins had a header that was better than Bobby Dacova Reed's header. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely fucking fantastic. Uh, Watching scoring is very important. Him starting to get back so into form. Good. Yeah. But it, it was it was brilliant. He had to climb for it, got high up, timed it well, placed it in the far corner. I mean, it was excellent. Uh, it was very, very well done. Um, I'm still wondering how many chances Darwin Nunez wants to score a damn goal. Um, but one of his misguided touches... <laughs> throughout that game, uh, did produce uh, the tenaciousness to help him um, center the ball and create the third, uh, which was a first Premier League goal, actually quite composed uh, from 18-year-old Spanish uh, uh, youth international, mm-hmm. uh, Stefan Abasetic. Yep. It was it was a great goal. It really was. It was excellent. It was a good finish, good composure. He didn't rush it. He took that touch in the box, got himself some space, and then found a a, a wee nutmeg. Uh, Liverpool's going to need to find some more midfield. Uh, oh, 100%. For, because they're exhausted. They're, and they keep relying on Jordan Henderson. And, uh, I mean, Henderson. Oh, the, the, the ball he played over the top of Zala. I mean, Henderson. fucking dope. Henderson's a hell of a player, but it's like when you, you know, you overuse Milner. He, 
this is where Henderson's career is now. Like you keep putting him out there. He can't keep up. And, and Fabinho's and looking, gaps at, Fabinho's yeah. looking a little haggard. Silva's looking a little haggard. Like they really, really need to address their midfield. Cause if they want to be in contention for the trophies, right? The big trophies, those guys are going to give you a couple of games in a row, but can they give you the rest of this season? You know, you you need to use them sparingly, and I and you can tell Klopp knows he's running out of time with these guys. You could definitely tell that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, the, the squad needs a refresh. Yeah. Now let's talk a little bit about the next two. I kind of want to talk about in the same breath because honestly, they both kind of went the same way. Um, Man U's was more of a dominant performance than Chelsea's, but. Chelsea was never in doubt. Chelsea easily had that game going for him. My and, knuckle, and so I know, and <laughs> so did, and so did United. They completely dominated as well. But in these instances, for both of them, they were playing probably the two worst fucking teams in the league. A hundred percent. So it's well, like, one okay. of them definitely. <laughs> okay, so great. They win two nothing and three nothing respectively. But you kind of go, well, that's what you're supposed to do, right? Isn't that what you're su- you're supposed to win? Yeah, like you're absolutely supposed to win. I'm going to be more impressed when they beat like a Brighton or a Newcastle, you know. Or they do this game and do it 6-0. Yeah. They put them to the sword, which yeah. they did not do. Uh, now, I think, I think um, uh, Wayne Hennessy in the replacement for Dean Henderson, Dean Henderson yeah. made a couple of really big saves. The, I think the United game could have honestly been much, 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 much well, but worse. But that, that being said, like how, how can you get yourself up for it? I mean, that's a fair point. 19 minutes in, you score off of a very simple training ground routine. Yeah. One dummy run through the center of the box froze three forest defenders. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pitiful. It got Rashford the opening goal. Right. Uh, first time finish. Three minutes later, Rashford found Martial for the second goal. Man. So I was like, okay, now what? Like, who cares? This is a fucking stroll in the park. The difference between United and City is City would have went on this game 9-0, right. which is what people have beat Southampton before twice. <laughs> Had to work that one in for Kenny, didn't you? <laughs> Just to pile it on, salt in the wound, man. So for let's real quick for 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 Chelsea, there's really not much to say. It's show this to me against a team well, that's good. I thought I thought Pulisic should have had a penalty. Yeah, first, so I thought it should have been probably worse than this. I did find that interesting that they said, well, there wasn't much in the penalty. There wasn't much in it, but if you look at the replay, much like from last year, yeah. Brentford on Solomon Rondon, where like his jersey was literally over his head. You're like. That's a handful of jersey clear as day <laughs> yeah. on Pulisic. Like, it was clearly a handful of, like, it's a fucking penalty. Like, you know, it's a definite what? penalty. And, um, but, but for the Cherries, you can't play Everton every week. No, and, but and they, they did. They, so I don't, I don't think, uh, their manager set them up for success, Gary O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they had a bad shape to begin with mm-hmm. and they could not get a foothold in the game because they're not good enough to play that, that way. Right. Um, they then changed their shape uh, kind of late in the first half. Uh, they saw the first half out, you know, okay from that point forward. And in the second half, they looked a little bit better and caused a couple of problems here or there. But ultimately, they just don't have the quality. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we saw it at the World Cup. We, Kiefer Moore is not that good. No. He's, he's a not. big lad. And, and in the Premier League, put the big lad up front doesn't really work all the time. 
No. Does not work at all. Uh Uh-uh. Typically, that it, died with Peter Crouch. It really it, did. It'll occasionally get you a last second goal on a corner, but it really won't help you ultimately. No, we saw it with Veghorst uh, at Burnley. Did not work in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Worked at the World Cup. Sure. I, I argue, which is why a lot of players think the Champions League is more prestigious than the World Cup now. Because you can get your club team can go out and buy the best left back in the world. Mm-hmm. You're stuck with a left back that is Argentinian. Mm-hmm. Or that is, you know, whatever. True. So you could have not the best left back in the country could be the fiftieth fiftieth best left back in the world, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, if you ta- does that make sense? Very, very fair, absolutely. So if you're running in that sort of situation, or center back, or whoever in international football, while yes, it is is top top class, and that's great. It, teams tend to play a bit more turgid in general. You know, blah 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 blah. Throw the big lad on works. In the technical savviness of the Premier League, it does not. And you saw that here. I mean, Kiefer Moore did nothing yeah, in this game. Absolutely nothing. Now, it was uh, a fairly easy day out at the park for Koulibaly and uh, and Thiago Silva, although he maybe should have been sent off also. <laughs> so uh, now moving from Chelsea, Bournemouth to uh, Man U and Forest here. With United, it looks like they were relieved to not have the shadow of CR7 lurking over them they looked a lot freer they were definitely playing without the shackles on i mean this looked like the day after they fired Mourinho. now it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be good it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be a champions league team they just look relieved now that means fuck you rashford and martial start fucking producing like really start fucking producing i i'm really upset that uh, Yates's goal was chalked off mm-hmm. for an unintentional touch on Willie Bolly mm-hmm. because had that gone in, it would have been two one. Game would have been much different. The game would have been much different. I think the nerves would have set in at United. A uh, little bit of panic here or there, but instead it was chalked off uh, for offsides. And then you have uh, Bruno's. Pa- I think it was Bruno that passed it out to Fred that found him in space, mm-hmm. and he and fair to him, we give him a lot of shit. And he did it left-footed, which he shouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. Should have been right-footed. But found that far right post from the left side. Um, and, and Wayne Hennessy really had no chance. Um, and that finished out United's goals. Forrest is sinking. They, they're sinking. Oh, they've been sinking. Yeah, they're done. I, the Forrest are cooked. I I'm, I'm tend to agree. Now, yeah. The only good thing is, is you got a lot of assets you can fucking sell. That's about Forrest, the only thing they have going for them. Nottingham Forest are as fucked as if that Forest fire were in California right now. Your money. All right. I'm not putting it into audition because I don't know how to do that on this board. So when you decide we're going to call Pat, I'm going to call him live. So, all right. Production. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm glad I said. Have you seen the Facebook post about this episode? No. Good. Good. You're talking about me in production? Thanks. <laughs> talking but, about you being old now. Uh, I think I'm doing a pretty. <laughs> and how all these techno things don't know what they're doing. I think I think I've been doing a stellar job. Thank You're you very, very much. Old man yelling at the clouds over I'm there. Driving a bus, keeping <laughs> you in line. Uh look at this. The show's only an hour ten, so we've done Listen, a pretty good job. It's roast week. I can say what I want about you with All no right. repercussions. Go for it. Well what the fuck is this segment then, dumbass? So this is the segment. Wait, if you let me speak, please. This is the segment in which we make bets to better inform you of your bets. Uh, which, if you can't sense the sarcasm in that, you are fucking blind, deaf, and dumb. Uh, so I'm down now 
what is it, week 16? Yeah. $1,500. Because <laughs> <laughs> of all of my hit a bet. convoluted shit. Um, uh, so my cup of losers, just to get this out of the way real fast, is fucking toffees again. Fuck. <laughs> Stop. Because Picking you on my team. are the ones that screwed me. Um, I blame you, Jan, is what I've got for <laughs> mine. So. There you go. That's oh, blame her for a lot of things. Right there. Uh, in so, the Dort Spirec Cup of Losers. So there I, we are. At per usual, we'll finish up with uh, with my stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Sammy, if you would, um, why don't you tell us what you got going on there for your bet this week? Alrighty. So, um, I missed as Palace imploded to Fulham, and I am now down six hundred. I'm sorry, seven hundred and sixty eight dollars. Feeling a little dyslexic, my old ass. Big Sam's luck of the week. Graham, did you know that fourteen point two eight five seven one four percent of the time? Hey, Auburn. It works 100% of the time. <laughs> Cha-ching. Two more than you've got, Graham. Two more than you've got. I'll take those odds all day. That a boy. I, I mean, love it's better it. than zero, which is where I'm sitting. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'd take that too. Uh, I'm taking a three-game parlay. I'm going to take Newcastle, Palace against my better judgment, and United to defeat Leeds, Bournemouth, and Wolves, respectively, at plus Five ninety four. All right, that doesn't. That's not so bad, actually. I kind of like that. Yeah, Who are you playing? Uh, Your boys? Uh, our boy. We're playing City. We're getting worked. You're getting fucked. Yeah. yeah, we're getting right proper fucked. Yeah, but that's all right. The other two get you the odds. That's all right. All right, cool. There you go. We're calling Pat right now. Yeah, that's. I'm trying to fill. That was. That was me being clever. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. It's ringing. <laughs> they yeah. can hear that. Yeah, I know. I, I want them to hear that. I told you we're, we're putting it right in like this. So, <laughs> Is that what you told your first girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's exactly what I told hey, her. We're putting it in like this. Yeah. I hope we get his voicemail. Can we leave him a fucked up voicemail? This is Pat. Please leave a message. I have to make sure I edit that out right quick because I'm not going to leave his last name in there. So, boo boo doom. Mark the time. It's a bit of round. All right. Hey, Pat, can you hear me? I can. Love hey, it. Hey, there he is. All right. Well, let me hit this, and then I'm going to go ahead and uh, figure out all the timelines that I need to worry about, okay? All right. Now, it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. Hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going? Oh, I'm in a very bad mood, and I'll tell you why after you tell us what you got going on. How'd you fare last time out? Uh, I lost. Uh, I think it was two draws, or it didn't matter. It, it was over by Saturday morning. Or, I'm sorry, Monday morning. There you go. I'm so confused at what day of the week it is. Yeah, see, Sam, uh, Pat. Sam likes to bitch and moan about all the work he has to do, and then he forgets that all the bullshit he does, someone like you has to move those fucking hundred cases for his ass. Pick it up, put it down. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> especially on the especially on them breakthrough trucks, man. I look at the back of them trucks. I'm happy I don't work for them, man. They're loaded all the way to the back and to the top. Because <laughs> we have brands. <laughs> oh, yeah, and you're damn. about to pick up too. All right, oh! just don't let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> Maybe bleep that. Yeah, we're gonna until it's that announced. One. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's that's not officially out there. Nope. All right, sure is it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it's Sam's just, fixing you know, it. Sam's fixing it. Don't worry. What's your bet this yeah. week? And then I got to vent to you. 
Okay. Um, so I'm down 600, and uh, th- uh, this week I'm going to take a three-way parlay. I'll take uh, Arsenal over Brighton, uh, Chelsea over Forest, and, and Tottenham over Villa for a payout at 580. All right. Good. There you go. Yeah, pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty simple little bet. You want to yeah. hear, hap- hear what happened to me? Mm, sure. Go. Go for it. Real money. Okay. On uh, points bet. That lovely app. Uh, application. I had a seven-way parlay. Okay. Uh huh. I had City to win. Obvi. Uh. Well, I had City to cover the spread minus a goal and a half. Right. So win by two or more. That hit because they won three to one. I had over three and a half goals in a game. There were four, three to one. Obviously, that part hit. Right. Two for two. Moving down the line, I had Erling Holland. Only five to, more to go. What? Yeah, only five, five more to go. go. Yeah, I had Erling Holland to score two goals or more, which he did. Bang, three for three. I had Kevin De Bruyne to uh, have one shot on target or more. Bang, four for four. Got it. Fifth leg of the seven, I had Kevin De Bruyne to have fifty-five passes or more in the game. He did. Yeah. Boom, five for five. Sam's feeling froggy. Mm-hmm. I had uh, Erling Holland to have two shots on goal, which he obviously did because he scored two goals. Boom, six for six. Total corners in the game, over eight and a half. You know how many corners there were, Pat? I uh, do not seven. I'm going to take a wild guess. Eight. <laughs> there were eight. I had over eight and a half. <sighs> the payout. Would have been on a twenty dollar bet, three hundred and sixty four dollars. Was there? Does that app offer a cash out at all? Uh, it did not uh, at the time that I saw it because it was already concluded because I was working really hard selling in cases for people like you to deliver. <laughs> yeah, but then, yeah. then, so I have the SiriusXM app. On my mm-hmm. phone because my car is not capable for Sirius XM for some reason, even though it was made last year. The app pauses when you get out of the car, Pat, if you didn't know that. I go into my last store as I'm listening to the Manchester City Leeds United game. I go in and do my final order. Come outside, call Sam, let him know I'm about to leave. Uh, the car connects to Bluetooth. We get off the phone. I immediately call my mother to check on her because she's not feeling well. Hang up with her, immediately call my wife, let her know what's going on. Hang up with her, pump some gas. Turn the car back on. The SiriusXM app picks up the game where I left off when I walked into my last account. Okay. The two announcers on TalkSport, which SiriusXM uh, streams or whatever, for their, for their purposes, they use the TalkSport feed. Is, I guess, what I was trying to say. Tom Rennie, one of the announcers, uh, and I don't remember who was on color, but uh, he said, Tom Rennie says, well, why is he giving a goal kick there? The ball clearly went off Tengenga out the back. <laughs> he clearly headed it over the line for a corner. Now, Stuart Atwell couldn't see it, but the linesman, the linesman had a clear view. So, Pat, I was right, and the fucking referee fucked me. The official stats say eight corners. There were nine. 
But the official stats say eight because the referee didn't give the corner, which means your boy lost twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, instead and, of and making three hundred sixty-four dollars. Yeah, you definitely well, or three forty-six, whatever gonna, it was. They're they're definitely never going to give you that money. No, but, uh, but no, guess you, what I'm doing? I'm setting up a you, football Twitter account, and I'm going to find <laughs> the linesman, and I'm going to make his life a living hell. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure there's a lot of referees and umps and, and linesmen that are on Twitter because that's smart. Guess who's, <laughs> guess who's getting doxxed? <laughs> Somebody's getting a Brecky Domino's pizza. Heard. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to make his life a living hell unless he sends me half of the money. <laughs> then I'll stop. <laughs> yeah, because that's legal and ethical. Definitely going to happen. JK, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you for your time. I just wanted to vent, and I wanted you to hear it because you would understand better than anyone. Oh, I know the feeling, bro. <laughs> One fucking corner, Pat, that happened that wasn't given. That happened. Yep, yeah. It happened. All right. All right. Thanks, buddy. You have a Thanks. happy new year. We appreciate you. you. Too. Thank you for all your contributions this year. You've been all right. invigorating. <laughs> to say the least. So does uh, does Sam know how to to, to beep what I said, or is that just going to go through? I, I, got, I got it covered. I know <laughs> how to edit. We're okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, bro. Thank you. All right. All right, man. All right, I'll well, talk I'll to you, you what, next Monday. Yep. Yeah. Next Monday. Next Monday. All right. Sounds good. Talk to you then. All right, bud. All right. So for my bet. This week, to cover all of those losses, I've actually got only a two-leg parlay, but a very simple and very specific one. Okay. Okay. Liverpool versus Leicester. No winner. Not choosing a winner. Okay. I'm choosing over two and a half goals in the game. Okay. Okay. But Trent Alexander-Arnold to score from outside the box. All right. Yeah. Plus 1,800. <laughs> Because Leicester are so bad, there's got to be at least three free kicks within 20 to 25 yards. And Danny Ward's so bad, Trent Alexander-Arnold should score. Fair enough. Fair enough. It sounds crazy, but is it? I don't think so. No, it's not that crazy. Nope. And I'll be in the positive should that hit on a $100 bet. You know, that's crazy. But you know what's not crazy? Fucking chicken. I am so excited for this cold read. It's not a cold read. I wrote it. Oh, fair. <laughs> uh, Kitty hit with her Chelsea win and now sits at eight and seven. Uh, I went up to visit Kitty in an ironic twist of fate because uh, Mel is on assignment. Um, I decided to give her um, a match since Lady wasn't around, which was Manchester United traveling to Wolverhampton. Kitty quickly, see, it's not that hard, Mel, uh, pulled out her iPhone to show me a picture of her ringside at the Floyd Mayweather Conor McGregor fight from a few years back. Remember that? I do, actually. Yeah. And you know what? She was ringside with Justin Timberlake. Wow. Now, we already know Justin Timberlake loves him some United, but also both the combatants in the ring, also United supporters. So clearly. Kitty is going to be picking United to win. I would even say she's probably putting out an exact score of 3-0 as well. Wow. You know? All right. We're not going to hold her to that. We are just going to hold her to the win, but you know what? We're going to give her a bonus if she does hit 3-0. 
A, a bonus. Now we're giving bonuses. Well, the bird's better than us. What can we say? She deserves bonuses. And you know what else you need to do, Mr. Graham? What's that? Gamble legally and responsibly. Championship corner! I've fallen, and I can get up. Oh, no! That's about as good of a transition as I can do. So that's, there not, that's not actually not bad. I'm <laughs> quite impressed, to be fair. And apparently, I unsubscribed from the... Uh, from the championship scored somehow. Last Wednesday, Coventry beat West Brom 1-0. Uh, on Monday the 26th was the next day of games, obviously. We've, we've been through that. You had Millwall beating Watford 2-0. Sunderland 2-1 over Blackburn. Implications at the top of the table. West Brom 2-0 over Bristol City. Uh, hoping to get back on track. Hull and Blackpool 1-1. Borough over Wigan 4-1. That's Middlesbrough for those of you keeping track at home. Huddersfield 2-1 over Preston. Rotherham and Stoke played to... Uh, a 2-2 draw in the warm summer sunshine of Rotherham. <laughs> uh, Sheffield United 3-1 over Coventry. Cardiff 0-0 with QPR, which I'm sure was a barn burner of a match. Luton Town 2-1 over North City. Again, implications at the top. On Tuesday, you had Reading 2-1 over Swansea and Burnley 3-0 over Birmingham. That leaves your championship table looking like this. Burnley back on top, 50 points. Very good. Very okay, good. From 24 games, your championship table looks pretty much consistent at 24 points minus four teams. That's not too shabby. Uh, so 50 points uh, for Burnley with a plus 25 goal differential as well. Mm-hmm. Best in the land. Uh, you have Sheffield United second place on 47 points with a plus 20. They are pulling away from the next few. Blackburn in third place on 39 points. Dead even goal differential at zero. Watford are in fourth place plus six on 37 points. Norwich in fifth place on 35 points with a plus four. Millwall in sixth on 35 points as well, but a plus three. QPR in seventh on 35 with a uh, dead even goal differential as well. Then you go to Reading in eighth, also on 35 points with a minus six. So a little bit of room. One game could change everything, and, and a lot of those playoff spots could be could be up for grabs still. You have Sunderland still in the hunt in ninth place on 34 points with a plus six. Preston North end. Uh, on 10, uh, in 10th place, rather, minus one goal differential, but 30, uh, 34 points. So they're still in the mix. Middlesbrough in 11th and Coventry in 12th with a plus five and a plus one goal differential, respectfully, as well as 33 points on the board. Luton Town in 13th with a th- with 33 points on the board and a plus one. So both of those teams also, Coventry and Luton, are two of the four that have only played 23 games. So they could jump up to fifth should they win their game in hand, all the way from 12th and 13th. Fuck, that's a lot of shit to worry about. Down below in the relegation places, you have Huddersfield Town in 24th place on just 22 points with a minus 9. Wigan are in 23rd with 24 points on a minus 14. And Blackpool are in 22nd uh, on 25 points with a minus 9. Uh, notable shit clubs are Hull City only on 27. Uh, Cardiff only on 27. Rotherham only on 27. And Bristol uh, City only on 27 points. Uh, with those, Bristol going back down the, the way. Bristol are minus three. Rotherham minus six. 
Uh, Cardiff are a minus eight, and Hull are a minus 14. So as we get to the end of the season, we say it all the time, that goal differential is worth an extra point in the Premier League or in the uh, championship in your bid to either stay up or get promoted um, because so often after so many games, teams are roughly tied yeah, uh, yeah, on points. Exactly. So. Well, that's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Uh, Sammy, any pardon words? Um, no, I think I got it all out during the uh, <laughs> during the betting segment. Very good, very yeah, good. Yeah, I'm feeling okay now. There weren't very many dickheads this weekend Yeah, at all. It was okay. Everybody came back, you know, feeling the festive spirit. Oh, we're going to go ahead and try something very interesting here, Sam, because I don't know how to overlay music at the end of the show. So we're just going to kind of slide this in. That's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Next up is injury time. Injury time is where you're going to find out about all of our adopted clubs. You're also going to find out about the beers we've been drinking, talk about fantasy, and preview next week's action. Should somebody want to find injury time, Sam, how do they go about doing it? One more time, let me open my mouth and my ass and let you know that it's www.patreon.com backslash do you football show to five dollar tier you get everything extra that we do talk to you later bye born in the land of bowie maryland bred to be a fan of fucking everton punch you in the eye and drink your rye sam houston sam houston arsenal fans have another sam right day the fucking gooner gram Smoke of a lord, look straight in shorts, Sam Grammy.